0: And how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
2: It's the Score North Twin
1: Show.
0: Alert. Alert. The twins are on the grid today. The twins are on the immaculate grid today. None of us have done it yet. We will unveil the immaculate grid. We know the twins are on it. We'll unveil it later in the show here, but I am so excited. Now, Declan, you have seen it, correct? So you do Do you know the
1: teams? Because I didn't even. I don't even look at that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he I, knows the teams. You right, have to right. look at the grid. But, and... but I'm saying yeah. I'm just excited by who the teams are. Because yeah. this is where you can really go. Like, like Phil did a a Cardinals-Vikings one. You should brag about oh, that dude. just a
0: little bit. That's a thing of beauty. I know this is the twin show and no yeah, one cares. It's still but, the Immaculate but, Grid. It's uh, I, guess, I love the Immaculate Grid. I got so yeah cuz the, the football one had the Vikings on it so you needed a viking who was a cardinal a viking who was a lion and then a viking with a 1000 yard rushing season and um I just did those 3 I didn't even do the rest of the grid right. I, I I don't know when you've when you've got perfection here so Terry Allen for the 1000 yard rusher was 0.7% Jerry Ball for the lion who was a viking was 0.4% so that's 1.1% Love and then Mike Morris, our friend the superstar Mike Morris as the Cardinal who was a Viking at 0.004%. 1.1%. Oh, I love that's the be- grid. That's a beautiful thing. Right. Dex, give Ball. us give us just for just give us one of the other teams on the grid. Just off the top of your head. Uh Milwaukee. Okay. Ooh. Oh. I'll let that marinate in your heads. Oh, I've got one. All right. Oh, all, all right. Same old all right.
1: Old school. <laughs>
0: and I know I'm right this we, time. It's no, I don't know Mickey if we, Rivers. Okay, I don't know if we trust you anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, well. thanks, Bob Feller. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've lost my, my trust card in this game a long time ago. Um, so let's get to some Feedback Friday questions from you guys, you crazy Twins fans, as we gear up for this stretch run here. We should update the magic number count here. I don't know if the graphics team had time oh, overnight or was... not.
2: Graphics team, I believe, was secretly on the boat and then having a few extra cocktails at home last <laughs> it's night. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, boy.
0: The graphics team t- took it home, huh? They did. They That's did take it home. That's always The, an issue the right Guardians now. got nipped in the bottom of the ninth. The Guardians took a one-run lead over the the quitting Angels. The irony here. The Angels dumped half their roster to the Guardians, and the Guardians took a one-run lead into the ninth, and uh, Class A blew the save. A 3-2 win for the Angels. So now the Guardians are six and a half games back of the Twins entering the weekend here. The Twins get three against the fading New York Mets and then three against the feisty, fighting Tampa Bay Rays at home. By the way. Blown blown a lot of saves this season. He's got a lot, but he's blown a lot. Yeah. Twins.com slash tickets if you want to go to some of these games. Great. It's a great crisp fall air here on a Friday night. Um, Mets, Rays. September relevant baseball. Twins looking to clinch the division and a playoff spot for the first time in a few years. Twins.com/slash/tickets if you want to hang out at the ballpark. The best bar in the Twin Cities, by the way. Rays series intrigues me a lot. I I really want to see that because the Rays
1: are obviously good. Their second half is not been as good as their first half, but like that that's I think that should be sort of a fun marker of where where this team is at a bit.
0: Oh, but the last time you said that was Texas, and then the Twins took five of seven from Texas. I they were know that's six, what I'm saying. Sixteen game lead. That's not saying. Or 16 I'm looking games. forward to it. No, but you just. My- dis- but then you dismissed it. You, they took five of seven from Texas, and now after the fact, you're like, "Well, about the bullpen was bad," and blah blah
1: blah. No, no, I said, "Don't blow it in the playoffs. Nah. Don't screw up." No, as, as Declan, as Declan put out on Twitter, all I said was, "Rocco and Derek, get out of the way and allow this team to do its job." No, the the Texas thing was impressive, and I'd love to see Texas because the bullpen is bad in Texas.
2: So, uh by the way, on the magic number feedback countdown. So, if the Twin, I, I was reading because the magic number website that I use because I'm not doing the actual hand math. Um, it's
0: pretty no. easy now, though, right? You're just, you're it's just mostly pretty easy. But,
2: but I I, I was told if the Twins had won the season series on Wednesday, it actually right. would have gone down an extra game on top yes. of the two tie that breaker. would have happened. They the lose tiebreaker. The tie so, I don't know if this web. I think this website. I don't know if that's factoring in the tiebreaker anymore,
0: but I still think this is accurate. Mm. It's close enough. If yeah. we need to calibrate in like a week or something, we can we Go can calibrate. Well, let's get let's. There's a few comments here from uh, the YouTube comment section, the Scornorth YouTube channel where Twins, uh, the Scornorth Twin Show lives, and then uh, the feedback tab in the Scornorth app that they picked up on the fight we had on the show the other day about Judd's attitude and some people that are kind of coming to your defense here. Paul Wade says, "Phil, I think you were too hard on Judd's twins negativity." What Judd has is Twins' apprehension. This current regime's bad trade for injured pitchers, mishandling pitching staffs during games, questionable lineups, why wouldn't Judd have apprehension? Mm-hmm. I think Judd's biggest fear is that the opponent in the first playoff game will use a right-handed opener, and Rocco will have put all his left-handed bats in the lineup. And then in the second inning, a real starter and a left-hander will come in, and Rocco will remove all of his left-handed bats, and now they don't have a bench, and oh my God, the that sky is falling. Me. Uh, by the way... <laughs> I would buy a Scornorth shirt that said, Judd, uh, Colin, you need to listen to me. <laughs> Judd, you need to listen to me.
2: All for my dreams.
0: Wow. Fine. And I'll give, you, I'll give you one more here, too, and you can just respond here. Uh, Tevin Mulvick says, Phil and Declan were saying on Wednesday's show that Judd was too critical of the Twins. Judd, be as critical as possible until they win a damn playoff game. Just think of how positive you were during the 2019 season thinking, holy crap, yep. they might go to the World Series and then being traumatized by the results, do not let up until they win.
1: And just to be very, very clear, I because Royce Lewis has changed my feeling about this team as far as the players go, my criticism revolves around Falvey, Levine, maybe to a certain point. I don't know. I don't like to tie those two together as much now. And Rocco Baldelli, so... My criticism, I I think my apprehension remains very founded because I am apprehensive about people who have shown a propensity to screw things up. So, yeah, like, I, I'm not saying Royce Lewis is going to fail in the playoffs, or you know, Carlos Correa. I mean, will he ground into a key double play? Perhaps, probably. But my real in 2019, that's a good parallel. You know why? Because that team was pretty damn good. And I got taken up with, my God, you know, it's not the same team that's lost all these playoff games. Rocco Baldelli's new. I thought Rocco's first year went very well. Partially had, had to do with the um, influence that Nelson Cruz had. And, and now I've seen Rocco and I've seen this administration handle playoff games. And yeah, until they until they don't step on their own foot in a playoff game to submarine their own team and players... I'm going to be apprehensive. That's a very good word. I'm apprehensive. Right.
0: but I think I, I think to say that Declan and I aren't a little apprehensive, like we've lived through the. I'm not and speaking for you guys. Well. They are, <laughs> but he, I'm not but speaking I know, for you guys. But he, the, to me, this is like there's like a meta conversation about the show happening on top of our twins conversations, which is okay. You're apprehensive, and Declan and I are also kind of apprehensive. But and by the way, I think where you're coming from it does naturally balance out where maybe Declan and I are coming from. And it happens to probably bring a great balance to the show. And we should, we should all be true to ourselves. So I'm not saying you should necessarily like flip a 180. but when the twins take the first two games against Cleveland and people come into the show here and they're excited and the offense is clicking and Royce Lewis and the starting pitching and all this stuff. And Declan and I are like, yeah, we're a little apprehensive, but wow, this things going in the right direction. And then you have a, Five gallon bucket of water, cold water that you're pouring on it. That's where we stepped in and we're like, I mean, okay, like we're apprehensive too, but you know, they're doing a lot of the things that we wanted them to do a couple months ago, when we were all ready to, you know, nuke the organization again. I'm there, there, there's
2: there's definitely times to be positive. Yeah. Like, uh, remember when they got swept by the Royals going to the All Star break, and both of you guys said, "Don't even buy at the deadline; it's not worth it." And I kind of was the one that said, "Hold on, it's one sweep." It's not going to define your season. However, I will say, you guys were warranted to come in with criticism after being swept by the worst GD team in baseball on the heels of the trade deadline. There's time and place, to Phil's point, of being positive and negative. I found it just very interesting that after two really nice wins against the Guardians, you basically took a dump on the Twins for like <laughs>
1: 10 minutes. Well, because I am looking ahead to what to the, the, the fact, as sports dad, they're going to make the playoffs. I truly believe that. And it's my job to get a, ahead of that now to caution those who need caution to back off to do so. And by the way, on the deadline still, I stand by my statement. Would it be nice to have bull, bullpen help right now? Perhaps.
0: And by, by the way, their bullpen's
1: not a complete mess. Like, Texas is Dude, a complete mess.
0: And Louis Louis Varlin looks like he's Louis, a right, nice right. little addition to that. And my,
1: and my point was, if you can make the playoffs with this team, knock yourself out. At that point, I was You know, until Cleveland dumped itself, I did, I was not convinced. But I still stand by, and I don't think I've criticized them for not making deadline trades because I said, you know what? If this team can do it, that's cool. But I am not giving up future. I'm not entertaining prospects, especially good ones, for what appears to be, you know, you're going to win a bad division. Uh, But right now, I am looking ahead to the goal of this show, which is to win a playoff game, and I can firmly tell you that's going to get done by people not getting in the way of a possible win.
0: Bridgetti Kirby chimes in in the YouTube comment section here. Everyone's saying this is the most excited they've been since the early 2000s is all with hindsight. 2019, there's no way everyone here wasn't more excited during the Bomba season. Good point. Stop it. That's fair. That's 100% right. I think it, it is... It's 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 fair to say that this is among the most excited and and it's um like but that even to say like well the young nucleus they had a young nucleus then too, or at least a nucleus that was emerging into their primes. You had Kepler and Buxton and Sano and all the like Rosario was on that team. So that's fair. That's
2: I fair I would point. say the twenty nineteen season definitely had a lot more excitement and fun, and we had a lot more belief in that throughout the duration of the whole twin season. I I believe though the parallel between the young players like Royce Lewis, um, Edward Julian, Matt Walner, Kirloff when he gets back, I do think that is reminiscent of what they were able to start building in the early two thousands. So I I think there's two sides to that conversation.
1: Yeah, two two thousand nineteen was definitely more of of a consistent high. Like this has been a roller coaster ride, but I will but I will say, and. and I'm sort of the poster child of this statement. Royce Lewis redefines how we feel about this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I do that, think Royce Lewis, Royce Lewis brings a factor that the majority of young players do not have.
0: And there's a, we're going to get to a Royce Lewis comment here in a second. But just, like, to the point about the nucleus. And so you got this nucleus led by Royce Lewis and Walner and Julian and, you know, whoever else you want to put in that bin. I think the most disappointing part about the 2019 season is that it kind of marked the peak of that generation of twins players. You had a bunch of dudes who were like 25 through 27 mm-hmm. franchise cornerstone young players that were top 50 baseball America prospects emerging and having career seasons in Sano and Kepler and Buxton that nucleus, including on the pitching side, Jose Barrios, they actually have a better pitching staff now than they did then, but they had Barrios they decided not to sign into an extension. A couple years later, they trade him, right? That nucleus was supposed to be a three- to five-year window of divisions and competing and maybe winning a World Series. The pandemic hits. They did win a division in an abbreviated season. Fart noise in the playoffs, and that was it. Missed the playoffs 21-22. Sano gets worse in his prime. Kepler gets worse in his prime. Buxton can't stay healthy. So, you know, this that era of Twins baseball just leaves a really sour taste in people's mouths. And hopefully this one can be more like the early 2000s one, where they actually largely stick together for many, many years. Yes. But maybe they can go beyond you know, only winning the one series that that, uh, that, that core won 20 years ago.
1: And so here's my deep fear. Like, my deepest, darkest fear is, is this. Game two, Yankee Stadium 2019, when they start, Domnik was like, uh, what are you doing? Like, Huh? Huh? Because up until then, you know, we praised rightfully so. Rocco had been great. Like, like the Twins had made a lot of good decisions, Um, and and Falvey looked great at that point. But then in Game Two, they start Topnik. It's like, hold on a second. This is the playoffs. This guy drove an Uber like six months ago. And then the real thing that has sent me off the cliff was 2020. An Astros team that, if I'm not mistaken, was the only playoff team that season to make the playoffs under 500. I think they finished a game under. And I'd go back and watch those two games. One of those games was winnable as hell. At least one, if not both. And that's where I and that's why I've got this PTSD for the playoffs now, because that's where I was like, like that Astros series. I walked out
0: of that series angry. Yeah. What's funny? And maybe this is revisionist too, but I I don't have. Those Twins teams in the two in the early two thousands, they looked uptight and nervous. It's funny how swaggy they were in the regular season, but then when they got into these Yankee series, it was like the bats were gripped tighter. and And I had been told by people in that room to the Garden. Hire kind of contributed to that at times. It was everything was a little tighter. I don't get that sense with some of these guys like the Julians and the certainly Royce Lewis's. But something. in fairness, Revisionist, I also didn't get that sense from the Bomba Squad. That team felt like, oh, they don't give a rip, man. Eddie mm-hmm. Rosario, like, Sano, these guys are just going to walk in. Um, so, I don't know, man. I I don't have – I have PTSD, but I don't have the same PTSD maybe that you do. I think there is a, a bit more of a clean slate here than – than going back and comparing to three years ago.
1: So here's the here's the weird thing: the, the Twins team that turned around in Guardy's first year and beat the A's was 2002, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the weird thing: that team had swagger. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, and I'm not saying that this trade was not a great trade, and I'm not saying Joe Mauer is not a Hall oh, of wow. Fame catcher. Wow. Right
0: oh, this is a take. Oh, go go but this is in retrospect. A take, dude.
1: Who had the Who's got the most swagger of anyone on those teams? And he was hated. And by he some was of great. Teams. And he was great. AJ Przinsky. Do you Do you think for one god, second dude, that AJ Przinsky would have get, given a flying bleep about the New York Yankees? Okay, when, when everybody else was like, "Oh my god, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm so nervous." AJ
0: Przinsky would have said, "Bring them on." So. Joe Mauer was a far superior player to AJ Pierzynski. Hundred percent. Just
1: be, and let's be very clear about that.
0: However, you know Mauer was injured for the 2004 run. He was injured for the 2000. Well, I guess he was there for 2009 and 10, and then and then he got injured again in oh, 11. Six. Oh six, he was there. He was a batting title winner there. So he was, I mean, he didn't, but he didn't have like big playoff runs or anything. If you could have, but then you got Liriano. There's no argument there. There's no, no argument. The Joe Nathan. Great. There's, I was, I was trying to yeah, make an the argument. There is, t- there is, there no, is no the trade argument. Was, it's the, one of
1: the best trades in Twitter. The trade history. was fantastic. All I'm saying is that, sw- <laughs> that swagger not being there yeah, did Im- did impact them. Well, dude, because- you know who
0: else had swagger?
1: David Ortiz. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. And you gave him away. That's a great point.
0: On Royce Lewis, who does have swagger, Dash9658 on YouTube says, if Lewis had the same number of at-bats as Mookie Betts, his numbers would extrapolate to 39 bombs and 117 RBIs this year. It's not always that easy, but it it is fair to say that the Twins just kind of snapped their fingers and put one of the best hitters in baseball in their lineup for a postseason run. Yep. Or one of the hottest hitters, anyways.
1: At at a position where they were basically trying to play fringe guys, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So now you got two shortstops on the left side of your infield. And, and you know, Royce might not be a completely polished, perfect third baseman, but he's made some great plays, too. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, David Ortiz, you're so right about that, too. Can you imagine? Well,
0: and then, I mean, Ortiz, you could have had him around for, like, the 06. Imagine putting him on that 06 team, too. and You probably oh, don't man. lose that
1: series, and you certainly don't look like a whimpering Bunch of whatever they were in that series.
0: That was terrible. Immaculate grid coming up here momentarily. But uh, Rick Mice chimes in on YouTube and says, all three of you guys wanted to sell everyone in St. Paul to get loner players to go to the World Series a couple years ago and last year. Eat your words. We have players on the team now, young guys who are making a mark. And then Sam Doroff says, you guys, especially Declan, constantly beg for the Twins to destroy their farm system for rental players, trade Royce Lewis, If you ran the front office, we wouldn't have any of these guys that you are praising. If I ran the front office, I'd have the same amount of Twins playoff wins as they do. So
2: (laughs) what what argument do you really want to make here? Look, if if, if we're talking about, and yes, it's hilarious. It's blown up because Otani's now injured. It's the greatest baseball player that's ever played for the last 10, 15 years. I know Mike Trout's in that conversation too. But I was okay with doing that at the time. And I'm okay with trading your prospects when it's time to trade your prospects
0: i was never okay with the uh the otani thing for reasons that we've debated because he was a rental player where people are throwing it back at me is two years ago this is two years ago i said hey i would trade an injured royce lewis and just roll the dice that he's never going to stay healthy for two years of frankie Montas before frankie Montas got hurt but that's the risk of trading for pitchers so but i think in general teams and the twins tend to be too frugal when it comes to what you have to give up to get an impact player. And then when they, when they do trade capital, like Spencer steer, for instance, it's for like known injured pitchers. So I guess you're going to, first of all, we're going to be wrong. And we've clearly been wrong a lot on this show, but generally speaking, if you look at a top 10 prospect list for any organization and then compare it five years later, 10 years later, it's a lot of guys like, Aaron Hicks and Ben Revere and Jason Kubel that, you know what? They really aren't as good as Max Kepler, right? Oh, my God. Miguel Sano, that they don't pan out to the level that you think. Hopefully, Royce Lewis does, and if he does, it'll be one of my worst takes of all time, the Frankie Montage thing. but
1: Yeah, and I I would say that the one thing with Royce that we can't assume because I think we assumed it would change with Buxton, and it has never changed, is
0: that he is going to stay healthy. It's a big if. That's a big if. That's this right. guy was torn as well. Go make a run this year. He's healthy right now. Go make yeah. a freaking run. Oh, and run he's a great right player. Now.
1: And and from a fan standpoint, I hope he has a great career and does not get hurt again. But you know, Byron Buxton, there's gonna be a conversation here at the end of the day, I think, unfortunately with Buxton. It's gonna be one of the saddest things in Minnesota sports. The what if there? Yep.
0: Yep. Well, maybe he'll uh maybe he'll come back and do like a Kirk Gibson hobble out for one big home run or something. Oh, swing. And- the postseason. The
1: thing that sucks though is this whole game was built upon those knees yep. working.
0: Yep. Well, that ship is uh I is know. gone I know. from I know the port. Ahead. Hey, over right now at scorenorth.com slash shop, we have a collectibles wing. You can click on the collectibles section, and there's some really cool twin stuff in here. Actually, I'm looking uh, kind of toward the bottom here. Tori Hunter signed a uh it's a custom white baseball jersey signed by Torrey Hunter. That's pretty badass. Old you school. can buy that right now. Mm-hmm. You've got there's some great Viking stuff in here right now. I love that Sandlot for baseball fans. The Sandlot cast signed custom baseball jersey. How cool would that be in a man cave or, um, you know, hung up on your office wall or something? Scornorth.com slash collectibles. Use the code SCORE, S-K-O-R, to save 10% on all products site-wide. Thanks to our friends at Universal Sports Auctions. And a shout-out to our friends over at Power Lodge and Miller Marine here. So uh, whether it's on water or on land, it all starts with Power Lodge. You've got anything from Bennington Pontoons all the way over to the land-based ATVs and snowmobiles. We're still milking summer for everything it's worth you the next few weeks, Judd. It's not over yet.
1: Throttle therapy, my friend. And and I looked uh, a week from Sunday. It's supposed to be, I believe, 80 degrees. Well, let's just say the Vikings play on Thursday night. That means you're going to have a Sunday free from football. What better way to spend it than on the water, on a Bennington? Yeah. Again, yeah. After, two, after two Vikings yeah. games, you know what you might need?
0: Some throttle therapy. Let well, me talk to you. Power Lodge and Miller Marine are there for you. That's PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. All right. The twins are on the grid. We've waited long enough here, boys. Let's pop this thing up and see who else is on the grid. Uh, Okay. So here's how this works. It's a tic-tac-toe board of baseball history. We're looking to go nine for nine. That's how you become immaculate. You have to go nine. You get nine guesses to fill out the nine squares. If you whiff on one, you are not immaculate. Uh, The rarity score is essentially the more obscure the players you can put in here, the lower the rarity score. For us, anything under 50 would be great for us based on our history. So we're looking for a twin who was a brewer, a twin who was an A, and a twin who struck out 200 batters in a season. We're looking for an Oriole who was a brewer, an Oriole who was an A, and an Oriole who had 200 Ks in a season. And then we're looking for... A cardinal who was a brewer, a cardinal who was an A, and a cardinal with 200 strikeouts in a season. We arbitrarily put six minutes on the clock just to keep a parameter here, but, uh, let's, but today
1: we're going to put 20.
0: Dude, <laughs> the Twins are on the grid. All right, I'm All right. starting the clock right now. Okay, let's let's start with the let's just throw some names around here for these Twins yep. categories and see how obscure we can get. So for me, we mentioned this guy last week, and I went and looked him up,
2: and I told myself I need to bookmark this when this happens. Hosmil Pinto did have a stop with the Brewers after his flame out with the twins.
0: Wow. Okay. So you cheated, but not like for this one. You not looked for it this up, one. You, okay. That's fair. No. I've the, I've just known that this would be on here eventually.
1: The old school one was one of the first uh twins to leave as a free agent. Um, a twin who was a brewer was Larry Heisel.
0: I think Hosmil Pinto is more rare. I, I do too. Okay. But I gotta say what I know. Yep, no. Throw it up. fans there. need to be. I mean, Kyle Loesch, Paul Molitor, There's a lot of Yeah, yeah. Paul's is gonna be Paul's gonna be number one. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it, dude. Let's do let's do Hosmel Pinto. Pinto. Come on. Under one percent. One time. Point oh, beautiful. Zero Point six. Hey, six.
1: Hey, before I forget this quickly, um A Cardinal, do you guys recall Stephen Piscotti? Yes. Yeah, I remember Piscati. His yep, mom had he was a, he was an A, right? Yeah, yep. and his mom had a- ALS, and I think yep. he lived in the Bay, so the Cardinals traded him home. That's got to be a rare one, right?
2: Uh, um, I don't know if it'll be rare necessarily. It'll be
1: low. The, the, it's the only
2: one it. I was
0: going to think of was Matt Holiday. Uh, Dudes, there's twins on here. Yeah. Nick Punto, I'm pretty sure, played for both the Cardinals okay. and the A's. Yep. Hold on Cardinals. a second on that. I just want to. I'm. I'm pretty sure he played. For I'm both pretty those sure two. you're right.
1: I'm pretty sure he played for the A's. He played for the A's. He played for the Cardinals. He played for the Red Sox because we used him two days ago.
0: Oh, no, I don't think Plouf went to the Orioles. Well, Valencia played for the A's and the Orioles. Yep. How, how far can we go with just twins on this grid? All right. right? Valencia is an A and an Oriole, an right? Yes. Okay. Let's let's throw him in. Point eight. Point eight nice. percent. Come on.
1: And I'm then pre- I'm Punto, sure, right? Punto um,
0: played for the Cardinals for sure, and I'm 90 percent sure he played yeah. for the A's. I, I think he had a. Cup we can of save coffee. it for the end if you want to make it. Yeah, dramatic. save it for the end. Okay, okay, for a twin who was an A. Kilty. Do you guys remember Sam Fold? Yeah, Super Fold. Sam Fold. I think he's the, like the assistant GM there. He's or, the GM,
2: GM of the Phillies, right? Is
0: he? Yeah. Really? yeah, yeah, I I he's, he's GM, GM of the Phillies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's what, so was Craig Breslow an A? Oh, because he's another assistant GM. But yeah. Sam, Sam Fold would be. Pre, I think Craig Breslau
1: is an up and coming superstar as the Cubs. I would say GM. F- with Twins Fold, connections,
0: Fold or Bobby Kilty. See, I think Kilty is like kind of a Twins household name that Fold's people are going to.
1: Fold's going to be more rare than Kilty. I
0: think is Fold under two percent. I don't know. Let's see. Point, six. point, point six. Oh, Sam Fold. Let's go. Okay, for let's you want to knock out the Twins 200 K season. Camilo Pascual for sure did it back in the 60s if you want to start there for like a rarity. Yeah, like Blyleven,
1: but Pascual's good. P A P C Is there a more
0: there you go. I, I would it... Is there a more rare than Camilo Pasqual? I, I think it's going to be pretty rare.
2: You guys are sure you got got to 200?
0: Yes. Okay. Well,
2: yeah. It's a lot of innings back then, so I feel like it's easier to Yeah. Do it. He yeah. might have been like a okay.
0: He was a big strikeout guy. I'm pretty sure he like Breakker led the roll. league in strikeouts one year. One, one 1%. percent.
1: And it's and right cow. there, he is in a Senators cap. So yeah. take that, uh, youngsters. It's Washington Senators, the original.
0: Okay, okay. so
1: just I'm just like
0: okay. I'm trying to rack kids. my brain for these Brewers ones too.
2: Okay, so Kyle Loesch would work for Brewers, Cardinals. Yep. Yeah, let's do it,
0: dude. If we can do this with all twins come on four four percent that's good
1: okay who played for
0: birds Birds. Birds. yeah jj hardy but i think that'll be high let's put that in our bank here i'm just i'm scribbling down names that we can go back to so jj hardy Mm -hmm. we can go back to uh nick punto for the other square we got we've got those so let's come back to those later so let's go 200k we have uh two minutes left we can also say screw that um, we need a Cardinal two hundred strikeout guy and an Oriole two hundred strikeout guy.
1: Well, Baltimore had that great array of pitchers with like Jimmy Palmer and Michael uh,
0: um, Robin Roberts. Williams. I don't think Robin. He, I think Robin Roberts played for, for the Baltimore. Phillies. Yeah, he played for for did, Philadelphia. I don't I remember a, him. As I feel an like Oriole. I have a Robin Roberts
1: Baltimore baseball card. Really, I don't remember him as a he was Baltimore Oriole. But but you got Jim Palmer, who's going to be high. You've got. Like Mike Flanagan, although I don't know, he had 200. But to Declan's point, those guys all pitched a ton of innings back then.
0: Early guys, like, I mean, or uh, 90s guys. I mean, Mike Mussina is going to be high on the rarity yeah. score.
2: Did Moose get there?
0: Well, he he's going to be
2: so many innings, but like. He's but if he did, he's
1: going to be really high. I think we should go yeah. back far. I think we need to go back farther.
0: Ubaldo Jimenez pitched for the Orioles, but I don't. He wasn't <sighs> a big strikeout guy, so I don't think. And he, he was... wasn't great he, for them right he was but he walked so many guys too I just
2: I don't trust that for 200
0: what uh Judd are you sure about any of these I mean Jim Palmer is a Jim, hall of famer Jim right? Palmer yeah I feel like we should do that uh, I'm more sure about Punto as an A than Jim Palmer as a 200 strikeout guy really these old school pitchers like oh
1: dang it how'd you, know? I, why would dang you it. go
0: I how'd told you, it. you.
1: How did Jim Palmer not get to 200 strikeouts? Because they don't
0: strike. Guys had no strikeout rates back then. Guys were like 4Ks per nine back in the day. I'm done. done. I raised a lot of doubt there, okay? I just want you guys to know that. I'm done. uh, I'm done. Okay, now please try Punto as an A. I just want to see how much we've effed ourselves here. Watch it be (laughs) 0.5%. 0.3%? Are you serious? Damn it. it. Son of a... Let's we have two more guesses Let's let's finish it out. Let's finish it no. out. Let's finish it out. On. Uh J. J. J Hardy. I mean J.J. Hardy's not gonna be that. Did high, Nelson maybe?
2: didn't Nelson Cruz start with the Brewers or Texas? Or uh, before he went to he, Texas? Was he wasn't a
0: Brewers
1: prospect?
2: Yeah. Was he? Yeah, but I
1: Did he did play he, for him? Did he did come
2: he up play with him? For him? I think he I don't came know up he as did. a brewer. He may J. J. J Hardy's I mean, the common
0: one. I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. I'm gonna look up Jim somewhere <sighs> now. This is all my fault.
1: This two days in a row. This is two. No, dude, not two man, days. In a row. I don't know if sure. we can. Tr-
0: we can't trust your old school knowledge anymore. I don't I mean, know. Jim Palmer. How did Jim Palmer not have two hundred strikeouts? Chris Carpenter. Jim. Oh you know that- my god, dude. Oh my god. This what? is the worst beat of all time. Jim Palmer in nineteen seventy had a hundred ninety nine strikeouts. God. But by the, the way, rest. though, in three hundred five innings, because these guys didn't stroze all pitch to contact back in the day. <sighs> oh. Chris Carpenter oh. for God. Oh. Oh. Dang it. Oh. 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 oh.
2: So we would have been in line. Granted, J.J. J. Hardy, so we would have been in line. What for... was Hardy? Hardy was 23, so he was high. And I used Chris Carpenter for Cardinals.
0: Oh, that's that's, oh, that's pretty good. Dude. So
1: we would have been, well, we would have been. Look at these years. 75, 193. 77, 193. Yeah,
0: it sounds like below 200 to me.
2: Oh, God, look at these points. Why can't we it's
0: swear so on bad. this show? Well, we can't. Oh, I'd really like. We to put swear. it on the. Ra- the really problem is like we put that. these shows on the radio, which is Forward. FCC regulated. I'd really yeah. like to drive Makes my life bomb more difficult. Right don't do that.
1: Um, Damn
2: it! We had five guys of one and under, and I'm four of under one. I'm That's it. I'm just going to sit out the next
0: one. I'm just not going to oh, do anything. Oh my god! That no, hurts, man, I'm that done. dude. We we rolled through some of these two. I think. Uh, I, here's the on. thing. Here's the lesson. Old school pitchers' strikeout rates were like four, five, six strikeouts per nine. The new school guys are like eight, nine, ten strikeouts per nine. So when you're thinking about, well, they threw a lot of innings, they also like didn't strike out as many batters. That's a lesson that we're learning the hard way here. Like they called Walter Johnson uh, the Big Train. Only five. Oh, and here's f- the worst thing: five guys anyone. have done it. Okay. Here,
1: here's the worst Thirds. part. In the year 2000, less than five guys. Mike Mussina had 210 strikeouts. Moose did it. Well, uh, yeah, I Eric we
2: Bedard did it. We knew Moose
1: did oh, it. Oh, I thought De- I thought Declan questioned it. Oh,
0: I would have pushed back on that. I had some questions. We were looking but I had some questions, for a would have. Yeah, my issue with I, Lucina I, was like he's going to be forty okay, percent right, in our rarity all right, score. All right. Well, I just yeah. I'm effing done right now. Uh, all right. Well, that's I a keep depressing, a depressing way to end the score. On our twin show here. I'd like to apologize. We'll be...
1: I'd like to apologize for the second time in three days. I am. You know what I am? You know what I am? I am. I am April's Max Kepler tough scene here like it's going to be a, a closed door following the twin show you're going to close the clubhouse and you guys are going to tell me how much i i, I suck and i'm going to brood
0: it's a tough scene here well we'll what see if the idiot. twins can take two out of three from the mets this weekend and we will regroup Dammit. with another immaculate grid on monday here it's the so score twin stupid. show we just want the twins to win a play playoff game